trends Listen to two best friends You just have the word on the strings Straits. The podcast where we unpack straight culture. And let our pack flag fly. I'm Sam. And I'm Joe. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Uh, what a week it has been. It Sunny feels like it's night. been so long since we've thrown these cans on and gotten ready to go. Come on. Absolutely, darling. It's been a lovely week. The man's has just left the building. Miss Mike True. has left. So true. End of an era, uh, for many reasons, because, and I mean, I, you know, in a week, I will be moving back to New York, taking Fucking my world. two bag, my train ticket downtown Pittsburgh, uh, and hopping aboard the Amtrak Express, uh, you know, that 11 hour train ride, uh, which will be <laughs> worth it. Uh, and it will be okay. And I am considering flying instead, but I haven't decided yet. <laughs> wow, really? Uh, why would you even take the train in the first place? Just because. Well, it is cheaper. That's Period. for one thing. It also, you know, planes are cramped and trains are, you know, relaxing to me. This is um, true. They're not like in the air either, you know? They're not like a thousand feet up. True. There's no security. Um, there's it. It is also just like you know. I I haven't had enough alone time over the past couple months. So you know, I really would just like to be on the one final experience where I get eleven hours in a row of just me, just Sam. One last sequestration. Yeah. Um. No, but I'm doing great today. Like I just feel like I'm thriving and conniving. Uh, I felt. I just went on a run, uh, you know, and it was it was a downpour. It was oh, raining yeah. really hard while oh, I was yeah. out there. Uh, and so, but I think that that can be easier to run through than dry. Because yesterday I ran a shorter distance and it was super humid. And I was like, I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with the rain, it was sort of like, this is like soothing me as I go through. Very that it it does have that effect when you are in the midst of a long run, which you, how long was this run? You're like known to run a casual nine miles these days. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was was just four because after running a half marathon two weeks ago, the following week I was running and I injured my uh, foot due to an unforced error of my own doing. <laughs> And uh, so that took me out for two weeks. And so now I'm casually ramping back up. I'm thinking I'm going to try to run another half marathon this weekend. We'll see. Um, um, and thriving for another reason, because later tonight I get to go grocery shopping. And I love to go grocery shopping. Come on, bitch. It's the little things. Truly. Uh, just Today, I watched The Switch Chile. Oh my gosh, um, Ray Hamilton Vargo is alive and well. You know I texted front of the pod Ray Hamilton Vargo where I can find, because there's not a version without subtitles. You have to go to this random blog spot that has like all of the links to like the daily motions or whatever. I mean, I'm watching it legally. Um, literally, this show is insane. It's like Drag Race in Chile, but they only sing. Actually, they lip sync too. It's crazy. It's like the most... This is the biggest budget of any first season of a Drag Race show I've ever seen and the worst production value by far. It is crazy. 
how does that uh, come about? Like, what does like, that mean? I have no idea. Like the the main stage, gorgeous. There are like four different workrooms. There are like they did a double opening. There's like seven girls and seven girls, and they all have like these intense background shots with like their families. Like they go deep into everyone's background story. But at the same time, it all feels so discombobulated. The challenges don't make any sense. It's like, why did this girl just go home? Why did they only have 30 minutes to get into Celia Cruz drag? I don't know. But like, the show slaps. The show slaps. And everyone has such a tragic story. It's like, oh my God, this is, I get it. I get it now. I'm so glad. Yeah, no, I've been hearing, I feel like I first heard about it when Gia Gunn went on the second season. And then I haven't, I don't really know anything else about the show. Speaking of Team Too Much, Last night, I watched Chopped 420. Did you know Chopped 420 existed? It's a Chopped branded show that's specifically about marijuana? No, I did not. Yes. It is literally Chopped, but just add weed to every dish. Who were the guest judges? Bitch, that's the best part. Whoa. I don't know. The Dumpling Queen, whose name I can't remember, and Laganja Estranja. Oh, I did hear about this. Yes, 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 yes. That's great. Laganja slayed. Sam, she said, I am going to be on episode two. It was so good. She was <laughs> she was so funny. And she was like coming out here with the weed knowledge. It was great. It was great. I'm funny. yeah, no, I mean that sounds good. I have gone on record to say that Chopped is the greatest television uh format in ever invented. And I stand by it. Um adding weed is it makes it even better. It's you know, it gets across the audiences. I watched over the last couple of days the first season of the show infinity train uh on hbo max which mm. is like it's a, i think it's a cartoon it was originally cartoon network now it's hbo max and it's like uh it's a really great show uh that alex conti and matt rain turned me on to mm. about the like like kids who get onto this uh infinite train and that and they go through and each car is like a different world and they're like learning about themselves and about how to deal with changes in their lives uh and it's it was so good and the first, all of the seasons are 10 10 minute episodes and so you really just flip Ooh, on through that's gorgeous yeah. i like a vignette i like a 10 minute up yeah 10 minute up is there's a power there but many shows are afraid to unlock brevity darling brevity is the soul of wheat or whatever i think that adventure time figured it out well like spongebob did it in those two part two one and one you know and rocket power like that sort i guess it's always been in the air but infinity train sounds like that one adventure time episode yes that's exactly what i've always thought as soon as i like start watching it or like when i first heard about it and i mean like that's there, but it's obviously different because it's a different show. Or Snowpiercer. I ain't never seen that either. True. There's a I mean, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of trains in the culture right now. I'm talking about going on a train. <laughs> I'm watching Infinity Train. There's that line in up where Cardi's like, I would let him run a train. And then it's like, whoo, you know. Yes. Uh our guest knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't we bring our guest in then? Yes. Uh, oh my god, I would love to. Ladies and gents, and all these nine, actually, strike that from the record. We need a better intro than just ladies and gents, fam. You know, like, we're going to get to non-gender at some point. But this bitch is a lovely gal. She is all the way gracing us from across the country. The San Franciscan sis, please welcome to the pod, Dana, Dana Pierce. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. Dana. <laughs> How are Hi. you today? I'm good. I'm good. 
It's a really what? sunny day. Okay, well, it sounds like it always is over on that freaking yeah. west coast. <laughs> Lovely. Sounds beautiful over there. Me me describing running through a downpour day and is like, <laughs> I tanned today. We, ha we got some sprinkles earlier last week. Sometimes we get fog, but a lot of sun. I love it. Huh. Fog is like an underappreciated weather pattern, I think. Like, I, it doesn't come around often enough for me, and I would like to see a bit more fog in my life. Right on the ocean, you guys get a lot of fog. El Oceano. Here? Oh, yeah. In yeah. <laughs> in, right. Yeah, no, we named it. His name's Carl. <gasps> sometimes he comes out, sometimes he's gone. But yeah, he he's apparently has like boy. a Twitter account too. I don't follow it, but yeah, no, he's the homie. He comes out, gives yes, us some shade. All, uh, I love that. I Well, mm. I think like, this is not the exact same thing, but it's like a low hanging cloud. But I love when I'm in the city and like you can't see the tops of skyscrapers because they just like oh. disappear up into the yes. sky. That's mm -hmm. that's magical realism. Or when you get high up and then you see just the tips of the skyscrapers or like in San Francisco, mm. you just see the top of the Golden Gate Bridge and the rest is covered in Carl. Oh, whoa. Wow. That'd be spooky driving across that. When Carl it's a little there. spooky. <laughs> okay, that is my other, that is the downside of fog. Like we talked about end of an era. I will thankfully no longer have to drive myself from Pittsburgh to Washington DC because it, there is a mountain between those areas and or just like you go high up and sometimes you would drive through and just like you can't see more than five feet radius around the car. And it's like, this is terrifying. And some people are speeding through that. And it's just like, guys, this is we already look like we're in like a plane of death let's like not encourage it girl these these appalachian hills girl they get they get misty for sure and i don't like it it's trepidatious for sure and people are driving i feel even more aggressively than they were like i don't know dana do you drive i do drive i feel like yeah, go ahead. having a car is awesome in the bay area because you can be in San Francisco or you can cross the bridge and be in Marin and be in the mountains and the hills. So you definitely need one over there, yeah. You need one. Mm -hmm. I feel like Sam and I both moved to New York. We both are currently in Pittsburgh. Sam famously moving back in a week. But we both went there hopefully wanting to never drive again. And we sadly, that was not the case. But like driving in the pandemic, people are so angry. Like I feel like people are on the rush to get places more than they used to be. I am like addicted to not owning a car. Like I need my fix of not um, living in a city where I have access to a car anymore. Need to get rid of it. Don't like dealing with it. I uh, am so excited to not have one. Cause y'all can do that in New York city. Cause you have a very like sophisticated public transport in San Francisco. We have BART. BART is in one direction. You just go north or south. It's one line. Carl and Bart, babe. Yeah, you guys are really anthropomorphizing your things. Bart only has, he only goes one way. Yeah, it's literally a straight line or diagonal yeah. line. But you guys and have then, the cars too. You have the little, the trolley cars, right? I think that's just for fun. I don't think, I don't know. I've They're never like used it really to useful, commute. Right, yeah. exactly. It's like only in movies do people actually- It's aesthetique. Aesthetique? Yeah. Very well, wouldn't it be great if it was more like fleshed out infrastructure? Like if you were like, I need to catch the green trolley from this place to this place and transfer to the blue trolley. It sounds cute. That does sound cute. But instead you got Bart. I've we only got been, Bart. 
I've been to San Francisco once, I think, and I was like an eight-year-old, so I don't really remember a lot about it. I've never been. It's like gay Mecca, and we've never been. I need to come and visit. You need to come, for sure. Have you lived there your whole life, Jane? I've grown up in the Bay Area my whole life, but not San Francisco, so I've grown up like 30 minutes south of San Francisco in the peninsula. But yeah, San Francisco is Bay is bay there's such a culture mm-hmm. to the bay there and truly yeah, is it's like so I, good too i don't want to call you out and i'm gonna call you in actually oh, call me in not, i'm ready call you <laughs> but you are the i've never seen someone so trigger happy on the mute button you keep you mute yourself you unmute yourself ready to talk which i think is it's very polite but it is it. you don't have to i just want to i just want to bring you in and make you feel safe in the call and say that your thoughts and your laughter and your, uh, <laughs> you're, they're always welcome. Thank you. I'm feeling self-conscious because my door keeps rattling back and forth and I don't want that to be in like background. But yeah, I think that like being, working remote has definitely made me more polite and be like, I'm muting now so this person can talk. Yeah, but thank you, thank you. I feel called yeah. in. I'm glad. I just wanted to make make sure that you felt safe uh, expressing yourself here on the pod. Okay, so. yeah, I'll just let the door rattle. You'll you all hear it. Yeah, welcome to my space. Other than becoming a mousish, uh, polite worker, what has <laughs> quarantine changed about you? Do you feel yeah, as we vaccinate? This is my first fully vaccinated episode of oh Work on the Street. How do you feel you're different than you were a year and a half ago? I was already an introvert and now I'm just more so of an introvert and really like I found a way to just like hang out with myself and enjoy it. And that time feels very precious and feels like I need to be more selective about like how I spend my time. Um, which is interesting because it also feels like in the pandemic world, like there is no time and we're just going to be in this forever. But in a way, yeah, hanging out with myself, I'm a lot of fun. I also went through like a breakup a month, like a week before the quarantine happened. So it's just like, okay, I got to hang out with myself. I have to enjoy this because, yeah. She is good. And you and you survived. You survived a quarantine breakup, which is brave. And I mm-hmm. uh, I celebrate you. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, yeah. I, here I am. Definitely survived. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Sam famously got into a la- relationship as like quarantine was starting. The day How before. How was that? Oh, the day um, before. Yeah, we sort of started seeing each other long distance the day before we went into quarantine Uh, and it was interesting you know we the first five months of our relationship we did not see each other in person um which you know was a learning lesson sort of you know have vowed to not not see each other for five months again uh you know it's not something i'd like to repeat but i do feel like you know it happened and we it we survived it like you survived a breakup right before we survived starting a relationship right before even though we didn't yes see it. but it's, and yeah. you know we we got through it everybody got through it those were some dark days for all yo mm-hmm. yeah like when everyone was having dreams like everyone was subconsciously freaked the fuck out and we were all like hey everyone else is having crazy dreams right yeah, I don't know if this is exactly that, but when I was in Florida, 
my sister and I had to share a room for two weeks and the store the, the headline every morning was that I was once again shouting in my sleep. <laughs> Screaming. Oh, oh my god, I love that. What was that? I mean, it, I do I do this kind of, not all the time, but, you know, it's not the first time it's ever happened to me, but I just, like, inaudible, or not inaudible, very audible. But Obviously no, audible, girl, audible.com. <laughs> no, uh, no language, just, like, full caveman uh, right, screaming. Just very guttural, like, from the belly. Yeah, exactly, just, yes. like, something terrifying was happening to me in my sleep, I'm sure, yeah. and I, the only way to express it was to scream, and those screams emerged from the world of dreams into my sister's ears. And they okay. didn't wake you up? No. You through your own screams? <laughs> Yeah, no, I did not wake up. I, I do sometimes wake myself up, but then you sometimes you're like, if you wake your, yourself up screaming, you're awake and you're not screaming anymore. So you're sort of like, why am I awake? And right. you need someone else there to be like, it's because you were screaming. Bitch. You were screaming real loud, like, oh my God, yeah. And I did repeat this act uh, this past week while my boyfriend was here. Uh, and I, but at that time I did remember what I was dreaming about. And it was because I was in a parking garage and someone who worked there came out and yelled at us very furiously. And it was very, very scary. Oh my God. That's a lot. I was, I have some qualms with the lady who works at my parking garage, actually. Not at your place of work. Yeah, girl. Like lately I'm luckily, luckily enough, I was gifted a car. I'm not like the owner. Like my sister is lending me her car. So I drive to work and lately, you know where you like press the little button and they give you the ticket? There's just like somebody standing there, like right next to the ticket dispenser. And she's just like, have a good day. And I'm like, why are you here? Just let me like get my ticket. Did she press the button for you? Well, she doesn't press the button for me. She doesn't say, hey, the machine's broken. You need to do this. She just is like standing there like with a mask on, but like, why are you here, ma'am? Is she just sort of like, hanging out i know she works there like she is like the lady who there's like a security guard and her and they hang out in this little office but they're usually in the little office so i'm like why are you it's like i roll down my window and it's like she is right there and i'm just like hello it's 9 a.m like why i i recently had a run in with a parking inconvenience because i had to drive out to the airport because the pittsburgh uh, rental car situation is sparse out here. There are no more rental cars anywhere. There they are rental cars, up. but they like are they open from like nine to noon on Saturdays, and they are not open on Sundays. So they are not convenient for someone who is driving in from Washington D.C. on a Saturday and who wants to leave from Pittsburgh to Washington D.C. on a Sunday. Mm. Uh, so I had to drive out to the park to the airport, and I drove. I, I got there a little early, so I went and I had to wait in the parking lot. The parking lot situation in airports is awful regardless, but like you, there's like a short-term parking, long-term parking, blah, 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 blah. So many different kinds of parking lots. Uh, and I got, I, I pulled off into this, into, I turned left into the parking lot. My car doesn't know the difference. <laughs> right. And it's like, neither do you. I want to sit here for 15 minutes on my phone. Like, what does it matter? Uh, and so, but okay. The other thing is that like. That's short term. The short, well, it's actually not because. Ah. The short-term parking lot is $2 for the first hour, yeah. and the long-term parking lot is free for the first hour. And it's oh. like, how does that make any kind of sense? But I pulled off to the side and, like, got into the parking area, and I was, like, going to go park. And then it was like, 
give I got up to the gate and it was like, give us your ticket and pay for your parking. And I was like, I'm trying to park. Uh, and so I had to talk to someone who would be able to open the gate oh, for me. Absolutely not. These cars got to drive themselves. Mm-hmm. Literally. Okay, you're in You're in the tech zone. I don't know what you do, yeah, but you live in going? tech area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are self-driving cars zipping around San Francisco. We but they're like they're like in test mode, I think. Yeah, because we had them too, actually. Pittsburgh yeah. was one of the test cities too. But yeah, are there still dudes in the front of yours? Yeah, there's people in the front. Everyone's on their laptops. And there's like all these like spinning cameras, yes. multiple on the top. Um, but I've seen like, I feel like I see one once a day. Vibe. Yeah. But they're on their way. They're coming. I'm ready for them. I don't want to drive anymore. I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive, and I also I've said this before too, but I feel like it'll be so much safer when every other every car is self-driven, and they can sort of like link up and know what's up around. Yeah, it'll reduce traffic because most traffic is caused by like, like human error. Me. So let the robots take over. Girl. No error. <laughs> no error, girl. We would all get home Zero in twenty-three minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I concur. Traffic is awful. Just, I mean, just not to be, like, it truly is yeah. very you annoying. Hold back because those type of opinions are too wild. People are going to come for you, Sam. I know. Look, I get it. Sometimes it's nice to have a little unexpected break in, in a drive <laughs> and sort of you have the opportunity to park on the highway and look at your phone, but yeah. it's it's rarely that serious. <laughs> I hope we program in like stopping for overlooks and stuff. You know, mm. we gotta program that in. True, like a scenic mode. Yes, uh, or I like yes, scenic route. Yes. Oh my god. That's and genius. or Maybe like you can, there. your car will be like, "There's a park coming up in 20 minutes. Do you want to take a break?" I was like, "No, you should keep driving." Yeah, <laughs> I guess I only need like a computer to put in my destination and then like a pit stop button where like you could just be like beep pull over at the next place where I can get a piece of pizza. <laughs> no, I want Give the, me a snack. I want this Spy Kids 2 exactly like the microwave that just makes you McDonald's. I want that. Mm, where you put in a little pill and then out comes a burger. Yes. Okay, That's sort you- of like, okay, have either of you ever had Soylent? I have not. I don't I've never had it either but like that's sort of what I I mean, it's not obviously it's not turning into a hamburger, but it is like a meal replacing drink that people right. use. And I've never had it, but I think it's interesting. I, it sounds like it's something that's sort of just like neutral flavoring and just fills you up. And it's sort of like, I know that sounds super boring, but it also does sound like something that's right up my alley. I hate you for that. <laughs> I was mean- about to say, I feel like Soylent is this product of like, capitalist america that just wants us to be more efficient workers so Literally. it's like don't eat just chug some soylent keep working and i am here to say take a three-hour italian lunch <laughs> with with all with all the bells and whistles you need like take your goddamn time totally i think that there's room for both though and all, but also i have heard that yes. soylent the one person i've talked to who does drink some uh, she was expressing that they take a long time for her to drink because they really do fill you up. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like cement. Yeah, something like come that. Come from a movie or something? Well, like, it's a reference to, like, Soylent yeah. Green. Soylent Green. Which okay. is a movie that I've never seen. That's not even the name of the movie, and I don't know what the movie is called. Word, word, word. I forget, too. It's something about... I think it's people in the end, and then 
is sort of like that's but like perfect. i've heard anderson cooper say this too like people just don't like food and they're just like i wish i could just drink something that's a meal replacer and i'm like so you hate life like yeah i can't relate right like food is one of the one of the base pleasures of life mm-hmm. i agree but and i and i think it also comes from like it's i would if I've been eating a lot of like unhealthy stuff, this is just sort of like something that you could like, if you feel like you've had a lot of like really fatty stuff or like if you've just eaten chips all day, like this is probably something that's like got the nutrients that you need or whatever. Hmm? I said, why'd you look at me when you said eating chips all day? I looked away (laughs) from the computer to not look at my own face as I (laughs) shamed myself over the airways. Okay, I've been cooking a lot more y'all. It's gagging. I made some nice curries the other day. I made a Thai one and then a Japanese one. We're just popping all around. Korea. How do you decide what to make? I feel like I get what's like choice paralysis. I'm like yeah. the possibilities are endless. True. I don't. I'm just like I, I make the same things until I'm ready to get excited and make something I really want. I was like I hadn't been to the Asian grocery store in a while, and I was like, let me get my dish. Let me plan some little things. But then, I, you know, we're falling back. We're falling back on the basic pasta every now and then. Yeah, I feel like I'm the same as you, Dana. Where I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna make, so I'm just gonna order food again, or like, or just do the exact same thing over and over and over again. Uh, just get into a real rut with it. So, uh, and so I do feel like I need a project. And my thing, as I've discussed on the pod before, is I have currently been making at least one pot recipes from like just going through one by one in a cookbook, and it's really great. Uh, getting me to buy different yeah. things in the grocery store, make idea. different stuff, even though it's not like I'm, it's not very explorative with the like instructions and like the preparation of the food, but it is getting me different and new foods, which is good, but it is all pretty much just like put it in a pot, 25 minutes, boil it and you're good, which is simple and helpful. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I guess I do want something that's a little more like we're gonna shuck this or like we're gonna you you gotta do this on the stove top but then put it in the oven etc you want to be a chef you want the preparation you want the mm. act- yeah to make anything feel more like a restaurant just put a pan in the oven girl do not burn your hand like i did when i first moved into this apartment though i grabbed a hot pan handle it was oh shit it was terrible yeah but luckily I like work with nurses. So it was awkward, but hilarious when they patched me up the next day. It's crazy. It like hurts so much for 20 minutes. It's like unbelievable pain. Like you're like, wow, I never knew anything could feel this way. And then the next day you're just like, wow, it really doesn't hurt that much anymore. I can't believe it hurt that much. Burns are crazy. Yeah, but to go off your previous point, I do think that putting a putting a object that you initially think of as a stovetop pot or pan into the oven is really the change. Oh, the change yeah. up. If you're, you're putting like, a Dutch oven from the stovetop into the oven, you're like, I am a master chef. Everyone step back. That's how you make paella. That's uh, I don't I can't even think of a second thing, but that's bread. How you, make paella. you can make bread that way. Bread. Uh, have you been making? Have you been baking it all in core? I have not been baking in quarantine. I've been eating out a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the opposite boat. I was cooking a lot, and then I was just tired. I was like, I have to feed myself three times a day. I'm gonna yeah. order. <laughs> Absolutely. 
but the point where it became so hard yeah yeah but on the same train of one pot pressure cookers are a game changer Ooh. that is like the ultimate one pot Team. stick it all in there like all of a sudden you have a curry all of a sudden you have rice you have right. it's a time all machine. the things it is a time machine it truly is that is what it, exactly what it is yeah. i i i still have not used a pressure cooker it they seem very interesting to me and i am very intrigued by them i'm pressure cooker curious but i have not yet haven't dipped your toes into the pressure yeah I've used slow cookers before, which is sort of the opposite uh, idea. <laughs> make make food, but make it take eight hours instead of 45 minutes. Different kind of time machine. <laughs> True. Slow it right on down. But like slow cook stuff is like always better than quick cook stuff. I would say, Dana, how do you feel about an air fryer? I've never had an air fryer before. I see my friends have it on Instagram, but. Yeah, they are all the fucking rage. They're everywhere. The food they make looks good. I'm down yeah. to try it. Do y'all have strong opinions about air fryers? Like, not strong. I've seen them and I've sampled the products of an air fryer. And the side, it's like, all right. I don't Zai? know that I've ever used one. I'm all for like the new wave oven. Like I love these stupid infomercials and shit like that. So I hate capitalism, but I love the commercials. Like. So I'm here for it in that regard, that it's like a trend, but I guess. Well, what is the concept of an air fryer? Like, what does it do? I think it's like a super convection oven. So it just like heats up the air and also has a fan. So it blows it all around. So it just like is a fast cooker, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy I'll take it. Dana, what you been binging? What, what have I been binging? I've been watching the show called Cruel Summer. Oh, on yes. Hulu. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. that, that yes. struck a yes. chord. <laughs> okay, Wait, I have no idea. been watching a show called Cruel Summer on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the show is. Give me the rundown. So basically, girl goes missing, like very like popular, like sweet girl. Um, and another girl who's kind of seen as like the nerdy trope kind of like takes over her life in a way. Oh my God. And it's just kind of this mystery of like, how did this girl go missing? Is this girl like purposely taking over her life? Like, and then it becomes this like battle of the two and like, who's telling the truth. Um, but it comes out every week. So there's only three episodes right now. So I don't want to give away too much so you can catch up. Yeah, the cool thing about this show is that every episode takes place in three different timelines. They're not three different timelines, but three different years. So, like, it's, they do one, it's, it's all the same day in each year. So, it's, like, the first episode was, like, May 3rd, 1993, 1994, 1995. And you check in with the story where everything is all throughout those years. And it's really good. Uh, I started watching it because... The social media ad campaign was unrelenting. Like, <laughs> I know. It was every time I scrolled on Instagram, I saw at least like three ads for it. Could not escape. And they're good. Wow. me in. Yeah. yeah, no, but I also could not tell you a single thing about the show from the ads. Yeah. So like, I was just sort of like, I keep seeing this thing. I have no idea what it is. It's just like super dark stylized video images of like girls running or like walking through headlights of a car or just it's like a Hulu summer. 
it, it's a Hulu. It, it's free form. It is. So free. I oh. think they, don't they like target like young adults like that kind of. I think they just target like, really hot, cool people who know what they're talking about. Yes. But the, but the point that it's in the 90s is also important yeah. to mention. Oh. Stylistically, like, oh very God. nostalgic. Um, and, and like, the good, style. Like the fashion is good. It's not like, you know, a CW, Powerpuff Girls reboot. Mm -hmm. and or anything. It's like a very, like, genuine 90s. I love that. Style, it yeah. Is, she was in it. There was one girl in a chat room uh, the other oh, episode. Yeah, using dial-up. Come on. Yeah. Uh, AOL, baby. And I mm -hmm. did love it because I know that this girl who's playing this character for like has no idea like she's she must be like oh is she like an actual gen z bitch she must yeah. be like 15 or something she like yeah. she doesn't know what dial up is which i think is hilarious uh, mm. she's but, never heard that sound that's like wow <laughs> wow the show is gripping i was sort of like throughout the pilot i was like okay well i'm gonna need a like good hook at the end of this episode to get me in. I was like, okay, that that worked. Uh, and then at the end of the second episode, I was sort of like, okay, but this 1995 plot line isn't like very captivating. I don't know really why we're doing this part. Then they throw a twist on it and you're sort of like, oh, that's what's happening up here. Okay, now I understand why we're following this narrative. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Soundtrack's also good. They play oh. Zombie by... Uh, True. Cherry. I mean, yeah. Cranberries. Yeah. Cranberries. If that's not Fruit. a <laughs> cherries by the church. If that's not a tone setting song, I don't know what is. Like, wow. Absolutely. And I, I also love that I don't really it. recognize that many people. Like, there's no real. There's not like a star that I like know from anywhere else except for. There's a woman who was on Grey's Anatomy for a long time, and she's playing one of the moms, and that's the only actor I like recognize on the show. I love that. Yeah, it's refreshing. It makes it really immersive. It takes you into it. Yeah, it's good. And I will be watching all season long. I love it. Me as well. Me what as well. What else am I watching, Dana? Hmm, what else am I watching? Yeah. Anything else? I'm like re really like leaning into like my middle school self. Come on. I'm like rewatching like old like cute animes that I used to watch. Yes. I'm Amazing. revisiting Sailor Moon. Yeah! Constantly. Oh my god, yes. oh my god. I just rewatched season three. I love Sailor Moon. I love Sailor Moon. She fights for love and justice, girl power, gender equality. I'm uh, here for uh, it. The outfits, the transformation. The outfits, the yes. Power, the weaponized femininity. <laughs> just, I'm into it. Who's your yes, favorite? that's on Hulu right now. Work. Or Did you see Sailor that they are releasing a Netflix movie soon? They are, they are. I haven't watched that new series yet. It has like an entirely new like animation, it looks like. I've seen season one of The Crystal. It was pretty cute, it's good. Apparently it sticks more to like the manga story. And I like that Sailor V is like a little bit less of a dumbass. Like <laughs> Sailor Venus ha has like authority and is like second in command and it's, it's cute and I like that. But it's like, yeah, it's a little different. I'm obviously super nostalgia for the original. That's yeah, I think we all are. Where we're sort of like, this is the 200 episode anime of my past. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite Sailor Scout, Dane? I love Usagi. I feel like Usagi has this awesome arc where she's like, this really like, you know, the cry baby and then turns into like a team player and a leader. And I just like love seeing her yeah, develop into a badass Sailor Scout. Literally same. She's mm -hmm. a great pick. 
she's my fave. Yeah, so much growth, so much character growth. I'm really here right? for that. Yes, and it's like she still fails sometimes, and she's still Usagi. She still hates homework, mm -hmm. but she does get better. Yeah. I'm niche, but I love Sailor Neptune. Anyway. <laughs> I love it. Not very niche. That's sort of like the secondary characters people always talk about, and it doesn't matter. Uh, how do we feel about moving into the word on the straits? Oh my God, I love that. Me too. Dana, today we wanted to talk to you about skateboards. Woo! Okay, here Come for on, it. Bro. What would y'all like to know? Where do we even, where do I begin? Where do we begin? Where like, did you begin? Yeah, where did you begin? Where did I begin? So I'm very much a beginner like right now, very still. But I've wanted to skateboard since I was like a young girl. But my mom was like, when I was eight, she was like, it's too dangerous. Absolutely not. You're not going to get on a skateboard. I and then an eight year old too, maybe. That's just, but I don't know. They're closer to the ground. That means they don't fall as hard. Just that's and just true. pat them up, put paddings on. Yes. But so yeah, not for me when I was a kid. And then throughout middle school and high school, it was something I was still curious about, but it just felt like such a boys club and it felt very intimidating to like enter that space. Mm -hmm. And then like did not think about it throughout college. And then as an adult, it's like, I'm grown now. I can do this, who cares? I'm not, not trying to like be cool. I just want to do this because it looks really fun and I've been curious about it for years, so. Let's go. And I've got like big kid money now, so I'm paying for lessons. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. And also, like, now there are a ton of groups that like create space for like non traditional skaters. There's a group called Skate Like a Girl, Word. and they have chapters in San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, and they specifically have like skate events and clinics for anyone who identifies as a woman or as non-binary. And it's just a place for folks to like skate in a very non-judgmental space and a place where like we all understand that we're learning and we're gonna like accept each other for that. And I just, I'm down, I love it. Skating sisterhood, I love that. Yeah. And that is like the environment you need to create when you are. I similarly picked up a skateboard for the first time this past summer. Definitely inspired by you, if not. I'm so glad. Actively. But our friend Kantai, she was a friend of the pod, lent me her penny board. And I've had it yes. all since last summer. And I, I skate to work now. It's yes. crazy. Those things go so fast, too. So you're just zipping on by. That's I'm dope. I love it. I know I still look like a college kid, like in the pit campus girls. Like I could be going to class. You don't know. <laughs> not they do not know that you are a full-time employee. They don't know, but but they do know that you look sick on your penny board. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, do you use the skateboard to get from place to place? No, I use the skate because I have like regular wheels. It's not like a penny board or a long board that can go over a lot of different terrain. Um, so I'll use my board to like skate to my car. Um, <laughs> but I mainly, <laughs> but I may, I just like avoid the streets. I'm a little afraid of the streets still. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll like go to the skate parks and like skate and like, you know, skate specific places. I'm so scared of the skate park. I am like by myself with my friend Kantai. We're both falling we're both like in the cemetery only the dead can see us and we're like <laughs> trying to teach ourselves how to skate i love that 
Wait, in the cemetery? Wait, oh, is the skate park up. in the cemetery? No, I'm scared <laughs> of skate parks because I'm scared of teenagers, uh, probably. Oh yeah, no, groups of teenagers, groups of grown men, they all freak me out. But like, I think what I've learned through like these like skate like a girl groups is like take up space, like you belong there too. Yes. And like, you're, you're there to learn as well. And whether it's like a fear of like looking like a beginner, everyone there was a beginner at one point. Exactly. And if they don't have empathy for that, that's more of like a reflection on them, not on you. Truly, it's a public good. The public isn't only these 13 year old boys with their pads on. Clear. Or yes. these men. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, Dana. I like haven't ventured out into the scene that much, but I feel like it changed a little bit maybe like, in the 90s, 2000s, it totally did seem like a total boys club and there was no skate like a girl. There was none of that. But now, like, I don't know. I see, like, I don't know, like, the rise of Tyler, the creator, and, like, that kind of skate boy. Like, I feel like those dudes might be a little bit more inclusive than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, or skate culture in general is maybe getting better. But I don't know. You're more, like, on the know. What, how, what do you feel about that? I'm not super in the know. Definitely still like a little noob. But yeah, I feel like no. in, <laughs> in San Francisco and in California, there's definitely like more inclusive spaces. So yeah, there's Skate Like a Girl. There's also like a skate art collective called Unity Press. And they also host skate events like, uh, like queer skate dates in Oakland, like in Rockridge or in LA, in San Francisco. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's this push for like, different folks to take up space and mm -hmm. skate and it's fun it's it really learning is fun. it is when you learn something new no matter how small it is sublime <laughs> like it is so satisfying like when i learned to ollie and get like a wisp of air under my back wheels come on so stoked so stoked <laughs> absolutely i yeah, well, I also feel like it's probably a perfect uh, activity for this past year where, like, the ideal of skateboarding is that you're not close. Because if you get too close, you bump into each other and you probably get hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely, like, social distance. I've definitely skated with friends. Gee. We're, like, outside. We're kind of, it's, like, an individual thing because you're, like, you know, you can do it on your own. But it is nice to have friends there to, like, hype you up. Um, and and you up do so from fall. a safe distance. And pick you up when you fall. Yeah, falling is falling's rough. Rip, yeah. Falling yeah. like reminds me of my mortality. <laughs> it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, I haven't fallen a lot, which I'm like grateful for. I'm also nice. a six foot three, six foot four bitch. Like I am up here. My center of gravity is nowhere near the ground. Mm -hmm. So I'm like constantly like just sometimes catching myself, but also I need a bigger skateboard. Like this penny board is in, it's insane. I look insane on it. I need yeah, you, it, it is a proportioning issue more than anything. <laughs> My feet do Are not feet just on the board. Literally, on the whole board, yes. Oh With your God. toes hanging off. I'm in like first position on the board. <laughs> <laughs> I only got on a skateboard for a photo shoot a couple months oh, ago yeah. uh, if, in October when we were, whatever when we were hanging out and Conti had her skateboard or you brought Conti's skateboard something 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 and I was like hey this would look great on my Instagram and but otherwise <laughs> the most extreme stunt I've done recently is go ice skate ice skating and that even that provided me with a quite the fall that really hurt me 
<laughs> oh yeah, Fallen on Ice, brutal. It like, bruises my body and bruises my ego. Yeah, I feel like I would have wanted to bring butt pads if I were to go again. Like if I could just wear something around my backside that sort of gave me a donk and provided <laughs> me with a good space to land. No, we'll just pad you. We'll just go and drive you. Yeah, I want like oh, to wear couch cushion, uh, <laughs> full a full bodied woman on the ice next time. <laughs> I need to see that. Or in the streets, uh, I, you know, it, maybe it'll provide me with the bravery and the courage I need to get on a skateboard. But I feel like when I have gotten on a skateboard for six, the sixty seconds, I was just sort of like. I, it was sort of like when I first was riding a scooter and I was like, oh, I have never done this motion with my leg before and I have no idea how I'm even supposed to like start the like momentum. And I was just like losing it. It just sort of like you you push off and then you're like, oh, uh, you almost fall off. And I guess you just get over that. It's crazy because it's like, it's kind of like skating and like like um, rollerblading or skating and that you have to like control your center of gravity, but it's harder. Skateboarding is weird. I'm surprised that people like do do it or that we don't all die all of the time. <laughs> and I'm break like, everything all the right, time. I'm, there's nothing holding me onto this. You know, it's just like gravity. It's just friction. Yeah, it's just like the grippy tape in your shoes. That's we, it. These vans are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> And Isaac Newton is here, just keeping it all together, I guess. Like, it doesn't make Watching sense. Watching over it. It shouldn't work, but it's really fun. Well, what amount of padding do you guys wear? Like, are you helmet only, no helmet? Do you have the shoulder pads? Do you have the knee pads? I was wearing a leather hat until last <laughs> week. <laughs> hey, ugh, I, I should be dead. I should no, not be here. You're like... You don't understand this, but you are 26, and you do need to be, like, taking care of your body. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm 19 years old. You're right, but, you know, like, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, I, I agree. Well, I, just I want no. I wear a helmet now. It's orange. I just want your cabeza to be protected. <laughs> I do. Dana, I really how about do. you? I've got I've got all helmet, wrist guards, and then knee pads because I need all of those. I oh. want my knees, I want my wrists, I want my head. So and you're doing the tricks and the flips. You're like doing the thing. Oh, just just barely. But thank you. But I'm like I'm, like you're. I'm attempting. attempting. I'm just trying to get from point A to point B right now. I'm really proud. I did an ollie on like a pyramid. So you like approach the pyramid, and then when you get on the incline, you do a little ollie, and then you roll back down. I was. That's my latest thing, and I'm really stoked on it. Lit. Have you made any friends? Yeah, I have made friends. Not at the skate park, more like mutual friends. And they'll mention that they skate, and I'll be like, Word. I skate too. And then we'll be skate buddies. And it's it's a, like a lot more fun to bring someone there and just hit someone up. Like, do you want to go skate? It's less intimidating. Going by yourself, like, yeah. I notice I don't stay at the park as long. Um, I'm just kind of rolling around. Yeah. But with the friend, it's like we're pushing each other and like celebrating each other. And it's like a social, you're like on a date, sort of like, even if it's a friend, it's sort of just like you, you have a more of a reason to be there because you're like hanging out and you're like having more fun, probably just like being with someone else. I'm mm -hmm. thinking about this a lot because I am going to be like rebuilding my social circles in a little bit. And I'm sort of like, I don't know how to do that. And I think it's weird because. When I left New York, like 
I, Joe was there, Conti was there, David Lombersky was there. It's like these are three of my like very, very close best friends. Now it's sort of like they've all moved away. Back to Pittsburgh and I'm sort of like what how am I get how do how do I make new friends? And uh, you know, even though I know still a lot of people there, it's just gonna be a very different social scene. And that's been on the front and back and sides of my mind lately. Yeah. That's real, babes. I have no doubt that you will make friends fast. You do that mm-hmm. all the time. Even like when we were just out at bars doing random improv, Sam was chatting bitches up. Oh, that's true. I'm not like worried about it. I, it's just like something I'm thinking through a lot because I'm sort of like, I guess the people I hung out with most of all will not be present anymore. <laughs> you know what? Something happened in Pittsburgh during Rona to socially distance. They filled in one of the skate parks. Like they filled it in with dirt. Like all of the, it was like, I think an abandoned pool or something. Oh yeah. They did that here too. They covered it in like tan bark. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Or another place I went to was just like chains. Just imagine like a bunch of just like chains intertwining, like a web. That would, I mean, I would just, you know, do a photo shoot that wouldn't stop me <laughs> <laughs> i would be Doja like Cat a little spider <gasps> yes yes oh my god i forgot of course like a little spider Joe, where have you where are the skate parks in which one would you go to that one was in polish hill the one that they filled in i don't know there's a couple around i don't really i haven't looked into it maybe i'll look into it it's more time. of a transport vehicle for you i get it very that very that but are like, this is all making me think when we were hanging out at Venice Beach in college, we would go to LA and we would go to Venice Beach for this improv festival. And there was like the culture of like these seven year old kids ripping it up <laughs> next to the 20 year old dudes ripping it up. And everyone is just like an audience, like watching yeah. everybody shred, which is sick. That's that- dope. But those spaces are really intimidating. Those spaces, I am 100% a spectator. And I'm like, I'm all skate in this corner. Y'all do your thing. It's dope. It's like a dope skate. That's probably like a big tourist area too, where there's just like, there were just like many layers of people back watching these people skate. So it's like, there's a real crowd building there. So like, that's not really where you would want to go if you're, uh, you know, just looking to pal around. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're like so good, all I feel like those dudes are palling around, or and they're just all amazing at it. But it is mad, it's mad intimidating. But I was like, they should be for this. You guys should put your Venmos out. Yeah, you should <laughs> put your handle out. You wear it on their shirt. Huge, they have like a huge audience. Yeah, I do need a shirt that has my Venmo handle on it. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, get get like a QR a Venmo handle and a QR code. So you can just scan your back. Send you $10. Following, following. I'm afraid more people would be requesting money from you, but I guess that's something, you know, when you put yourself out there, <laughs> negative. He looks like he has positive. money. I'm going to ask him for some. He has enough money for a, a custom shirt that tells me to give him money. He must have money. <laughs> I have a little back alley right behind my apartment, and I was just skateboarding last or yesterday by myself, going back. And it's like also. When you don't wanna, I don't, it's just also nice to do by yourself sometimes. It's like meditative. It is meditative, yeah. We have in San Francisco like slow streets where cars, like during COVID, uh, cars aren't allowed to drive down. Wow. Um, So it's nice, like it's empty and you just kind of cruise down. It is really meditative, it's relaxing for sure. And it helps you get more comfortable. It is like technically practicing. 
I hope that that stays, you know, cause like New York did that too. That sounds, I feel like people love it. There's a street right by me that's like very commercial. It should not have cars on it. They should just put tables all over the street. And yeah, so European. So you're like, exactly. America they're like really talking about doing that, right? Needs to get it together. I think they're talking about it, but like, Everybody loved it during COVID. It makes so much sense. There's something just so fun about a wide street that, like, there aren't cars. I just feel, it's just, it's you like. Just breathe. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's, like, just a big, there's so much room. I feel like Lana Del Rey on the back of the car. <laughs> I love walking down the street, not the sidewalk. The sidewalk is not yeah. wide enough. It's great to just be able to just, like, pull hands out uh walk down the street beyonce crazy in love strut down the center of the street true and also the blow music video absolutely yeah just in my versace zebra yellow code biking down the middle of the street Mm -hmm. absolutely joe you always were very big on roller skating and now you've graduated to the skateboard what is your thinking on your evolution there i don't know that i mean it's like roller skates are even less of a vehicle for me like you can't take those anywhere like in pittsburgh if you roller skate anywhere you would die you would just like fall down a hill it's just so there's so many hills it's like Uh, yeah like so in terms of transpo but like i can like pick up that penny board like and walk if I need to, go around the corner. And that's why I like it better than a bike too, because it's less cumbersome. I don't need to lock it up. I can bring it inside. Yeah. And with roller skates, you have to like unlace them, right? And like put on different shoes. It's a whole donning and doffing of your uh, garment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you should never, like skis taught me this lesson. One time I was skiing and I was like, oh wait, this is idiotic. You should never have six foot, plastic strapped to your legs that's just so dangerous on every front and then one of my skis like flew down the mountain and i was just one ski like like balancing it was terrible it was how did cool. you get down the mountain i don't know girl i think i walked <laughs> like, <blacked> and <laughs> i think i definitely like probably got on my ass and just slid down or something that's how i felt when i was ice skating where it's sort of just like i guess i have these blades on my feet now it's like why did we invent this yeah it seems dangerous seems dangerous mm-hmm. oh i was actually I, I there well there's there's the difference between the skates and the blades and i have the blades on wait this, for ice skates though it's all the same isn't it i know there's like hockey versus like oh yeah 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 hockey versus like dance Dance, dance, ice dance. (laughs) Oh, I guess I don't know if there are ice skates. Like, like I'm thinking of with like roller skates, where it's like two different sets. Right. That would be wild. No. So many blades on one foot. Two blades on each side of the foot. That would be deadly. (laughs) There really is not enough. just like superhero fighting with blades on their feet. <laughs> Definitely not. I always was thinking when I would watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm like, she's running around in these high heels. Why not make them out of wood? Absolutely. It was an oversight. It's like, oh, and that's how she would stab him in the heart with her heels. If, if only wish. she, she thought it did. through. She never did, but. It would be a steak. Yeah. yeah. It would be sick. It would be hard to walk around on those. 
to be fair. He'd be like tilling the soil a lot. <gasps> wow. Mm -hmm. Air raiding. Uh, <laughs> does hang out a lot of cemeteries. She could kill a lot of birds with one stone and a lot of vamps. True. I do think that's probably why I always felt an affinity for her. I was like, I was that girl walking around the cemetery at night. <laughs> yeah. Famously, we hang out in cemeteries. Pittsburgh is really gothic witchy place we who Yay. hang out in cemeteries buffy ref anyway uh, <laughs> yeah well what well, i was thinking oh yeah do you really skateboard around in those cemeteries because those are some steep ass hills i just i just can't i just can't get my mind past the thought of going down a slope on wheels i guess yeah. is, the, is the mental block that i need to work my way through before getting to the next layer of boarding let me tell you, I am right there with you in that mental block until I am doing it. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I bail. I bail. Bailing is crucial. Mm -hmm. Know how to yeah. safely bail, too. Yes. How do you safely bail, Dana? I just kind of like... Just do the foot drag. You want to slow down? See. Or just, or just run off my board. Exactly. If I'm, I'm panicking. Like, oh. I'm maintain like, I'm gonna... velocity. Yeah. I'm going to kill my joints and just kind of run off and land very hard on one foot, maybe. I try to look for grass. It's bad. It's bad. I need to master the slow down drag. I feel like I don't, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not fully there yet either. I tell myself, I like actively have to think about it. But when I'm panicking, <laughs> I absolutely just run off of my floor yeah, and let it just, you know, catch up next to me. Yes. And then you're like, Boop, catch it with your foot. I'm yeah. a real skateboarder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I feel like if, I mean, my hesitancy with bailing is that, like, then the skateboard gets so far away because it keeps going. I usually run ahead of the board. Mm. Yeah, I run ahead of the board as well. Yeah. Got it. I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of bailing as in rolling off the side of it and then it just keeps going down the cement. Right. <laughs> usually, like, you're already in motion. Yeah. And the board's going to slow down when you're off of it. Yeah. Right. I feel like skateboarding has really been challenging like my commitment issues because <laughs> you I, there are certain instances where like you can't bail and bailing is actually like more dangerous and you just have to commit like like dropping in when I was learning how to drop into little tiny ramps. Yeah. If you don't commit, you'll fall, you'll fall backwards. And that happened to me. I got nervous. So I was already leaning forward about to drop. And then I got nervous and pulled back, but the board uh, was in motion. I'm in motion yeah. and just boom, straight on both my butt cheeks. And that really hurt. So it's like, you just have to, yeah, commit. It totally is that, it is about commitment. I love mm -hmm. that. Cause you're like, my ankle is kind of the only thing keeping this all going y'all. <laughs> Trust that this is gonna, this machine is staying in motion. Mm -hmm. yeah. The belief and the faith of the board. The yes. push off. Okay, okay. now I kind of want, I see everybody zooming around and they're not even pushing. They have the automatic electric boards, you know? Oh, yeah, they're like, they're called like boost or something. I like one one. I like one one. You can get up hills. You'll never have to push up a hill. Right. And then like San Fran and Pittsburgh, we need that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe I need I feel like I need to get a little bit better first, but I kind of want one. Those do scare me though, because like you can go really fast. Yeah. So if you were to like hit something, you're you're gonna fly off really fast too. Oh. How much does a motorized scooter run one? 
Well, then there's like the one wheel thing, which is a little bit nerdier. Oh yeah, the hoverboards. Those are like a thousand dollars. Wait, hoverboard? No, I thought hoverboards were where you face forward. Oh yeah. yeah so okay, now one wheel is the like one wheel thing that you're looking, you're talking you're, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, those are like a thousand for sure. I'm seeing it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I did not know they were that expensive. Yeah, I think there's two different sizes or something. There is the one wheel plus XR, which is eighteen hundred dollars. How how fast do they go? Like twenty five miles an hour? I think you can get up there. Yeah, that's fast. Sammy, what does it say? I'm I'm pulling it up. Uh, the, they better the, sponsor oh, it can, that it, this. This is a sixteen mile per hour pint sized uh, um, wheel. <laughs> girl, sixteen is not nothing. I don't know if you're just standing still and it's just you, it's nothing protecting you. 16 might be fast. Yeah. Yeah. And the XR goes up to 19 miles per hour. Okay. Okay. And we're done with our ad Getting read. some speed. <laughs> Back from commercial. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I think I'm going to just remain, you know, fully planted on the ground. No wheels between me and Mother Gaia. Uh, <laughs> the way Gaia off. intended. The way Gaia intended. Yeah. You're going to get those Japanese shoes that have no bottom. That's just your plain feet. I, I yeah, I've just called me Fred Flintstone. Uh, <laughs> just going to keep pushing off with my heel and landing on my toe. Have you or pushing off with my toe and landing on my heel. Have you customized your board at all, Dana? Have I customized my board? No, but I should put some stickers on it. Please. Like draw on the grip tape. No, I haven't customized it yet. I want to get, of course I was like, I forget how I saw it, but I saw this like pink coffin longboard. It's like a oh, coffin. You've been talking shape. about this. It's board. the shape of a coffin. It's the shape of a coffin. I want it so bad. It's pink <laughs> wheels, pink board. I, I want it. If not Get that, it. they have like other, like it's a whole brand and they have like all these gothic prints on some, I want one. Do it. And it would like fit my person for like a six foot four person. This is the board size I would need anyway. A fabulous like Grim Reaper skateboard. <laughs> yeah. I think that that board is ghoul as hell, my dude. Oh! <laughs> Good as hell. I love it. Well, how do y'all feel about moving into iconic, not iconic? The final segment. Well, you love that, and I love that. Pew! Dana, this is the final segment of the show mm -hmm. where we will announce a topic. Sam will present a topic to the group. We will then count down from three, and on three, we will say whether we believe that topic is iconic or not iconic. And we'll okay. shortly discuss thereafter. Got it. You're mm -hmm. going to okay. that. First up, we have women in STEM. Wow. Uh, three. Three, two, two one. One. Iconic. Legendary. And not just because, like, you know, I do love saying women in STEM, and I do think it's funny to just be, like, to talk about it. I feel yes. like I say women in STEM all the time. Uh, but I do obviously fully support the concept and believe in, you know, gender equality and women in STEM are really doing it for the world even. They are bringing us all together uh, and I fully support them with all my heart. Work. Absolutely. Shouts like out Rosalind Franklin. 
she True. found out. Yeah, but the helix shape of DNA. Mm -hmm. Give her props. Men. It was her, and then those men were like, "It's ours now." Yep. Jury mm -hmm. girl, they be out here. They really I, are I inventors, know. engineers, mathematicians. My yeah. mom was a math major. Violet Beauregard from the series <laughs> of unfortunate events. Yes, she's An a scientist. Sailor Mercury, her damn self. Lest we forget, yeah. girl, she is always like pressing her earring, visor, computer, computer, type, 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 type. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She is always at school after school. Oh my God. The original E girl. The original E girl. Mm -hmm. She's got for all these. Um, yeah. I love, you're right, Sam, the marketing of women in STEM too is just like, who came up with STEM? It's genius, it's the perfect anagram. And as an artist, even I am like, really, girl, you're going to add an A, Steam? That's, I was just about to ask how you feel about Steam because I, I also it. am sort of like, this. The, no, this no. is not what this is for. Yeah, and it's like, I understand. I, I want the arts to be put on the same level as sciences. Like, I want that. But STEM is a better anagram than Steam. So I'm mm -hmm. like, in terms of aesthetic, this is superior. So women in STEM. Women in STEM. My own mother. My own mother. Truthfully. Dr. Deborah McMahon. Absolutely. Our, in our dear friend of the pot, Alex Contite. Uh, she keeps coming up. Girl, we were just watching What Not to Wear. And there was a lady scientist that they turned the fuck out. It was awesome. It's just so sad that show was made in the 2000s because all the fashion was kind of bad. Mm -hmm. so even the fully realized new fashion isn't good. Exactly. But... Um, she was awesome and she loved pie and they wouldn't let her wear her pie t-shirts, but they did make her a beautiful engraved pie necklace. Okay. That's cute. Really that's empathetic. Cause sometimes it's sad when they like throw their clothes away. Oh. I'm like, no, that show is evil. <laughs> it's evil. And I learned Clinton is usually the more evil one. Mm. Is there like a, where are they now? Like, okay. You know? I was about to, well, not about the contestants on what not to wear, but I do know that like the drama is that Stacey and Clinton like do not like each other I like at that. all. I believe that. But Which is sad. It is sad. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a Naomi and Tyra style reunion interview where they just kind of like further fight and it's really fun TV. Oh my God. <laughs> if what not to wear came, with, came to us for the reunion show, I would love that. I think that we really, as you know, as a gay son who watched what not to wear with his mother yeah. every single night. Yeah. Uh, you know, that real, that show really did raise me. And so I feel like it, <laughs> it, we should be given the reins on a reunion show. Period. What's up next time? Next up we have group think. Ooh, uh, three, three, two, two one. one. Iconic. Iconic. Iconic, unfortunately. I'm saying yeah. it's a like bad way iconic. It's Even a very, though, very grumbly iconic. Yeah, I think that it is pervasive, but I need to even recognize it myself when I'm just sort of like agreeing with someone because they're saying something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... I just went really meta for a second and I'm like, so what if the human race is an entire hive mind? Like, what if, are we supposed to get there? Are we not supposed to get there? Are mm. we, I think now that I say it out loud, a diversity of thought is good. But at the same time, you look at Twitter to bring up the bird 
And it's like, some of it is groupthink. Some of it is like, I'm just gonna parrot whatever I hear other people say. And then some of it is like, I'm gonna be contrarian just because of it, or I'm gonna like purposely misconstrue what you say. So like, I don't know. I don't, it's wild. Yeah, devil's advocate. It's like, I don't know. Devil doesn't need an advocate. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that. just doing it yeah. just to do it is like, what are you adding? Nothing. He's dating Lil Nas. He like doesn't need anything. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Oh yeah, he killed him. I forgot. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I, it's it's troubling because as humans, we are uh, sympathetic and emotional creatures who mm-hmm. like want to you know, hopefully we want to agree with what's going on, but obviously the cult of personality that group thing provides is the, uh, you know, pretty much the root of all evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know, it can be used for good. Like, and then it's cute when it happens during improv and you're like, oh my God, we're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. And it's like something we should all examine, girl. Like how much have we contributed to it? Or like probably a lot. Like I like I said before, like I feel like I catch myself frequently just sort of agreeing and just sort of like that actually is my opinion when it's sort of just like the last thing I heard about. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Definitely the last thing you heard syndrome is crazy. It's like not fact. You know, it could just be a tweet. It probably was just a tweet you saw. That's the other thing where, like, inventing outrage, where, like, it's truly just six people have sent a tweet about it, and it's sort of just like, but then that gets all sorts of... All of a sudden, that's that's news. That's, um, that's qualified... That's qualified reporting. Six people are angry about something? Ah! Uh, that's more than one. That must mm-hmm. be real. No, these people could all be dummies who misconstrue the situation. But they have a platform. It's wild. It's wild. It is wild. Okay, lastly, <laughs> we've got the Numa Numa song. Wow. Uh, three. Three, two, two one. one. I iconic. Not. I'm changing my answer for Groupthink. Groupthink is not iconic. This song is iconic. Mm. This song is iconic. Yeah, the tid, the kid in the chair going like, Numa, 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 yay. Yeah. I think it's also just like, that was the beginning of the internet in a way of like people posting their own personal weird shit on the internet. Yes. That was the like meme. the dawn of it, you know, birth of the meme. Of the um, meme. So I feel like we have to give it credit for that. See, I said not iconic, uh, you know, maybe controversial, but... I do just feel like it's not really in the ether anymore. Maybe it, like I do agree that it used to be iconic. Obviously, like everybody in my everybody knows what that was or knew what that was. And now, but now I feel like it's sort of like we have all effectively moved on, and nobody will ever talk about it again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in Eastern Europe things are different. I don't know, but I hear what you're saying. There is it has sort of lapsed from the cultural memory. Yeah, even though, like, I agree it is, like, ancient meme culture, I think that it is, like, lost to the sands of uh, the turning hourglass icon of the mouse. (laughs) And I would have to disagree and say it's a diamond in the rough. What does that phrase mean? I don't know. (laughs) I'm gonna Google it. Dana, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't know what it means in this context. I thought diamond in the rough was just, like, you know, 
the the special thing amongst non-special. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I understand think... in this context. Of oh, Nemo world. Oh yeah, doesn't it mean something else? Yes, Diamond in the Rough means one having exceptional qualities or potential, but lacking refinement or polish. So like Adore Delano when she walked in season seven or whatever. I, oh, it's sort of like oh. an uncut gem. An uncut gem, darling. A I misunderstood rock. it. Yeah. I, I had know. the I wrong definition. Like, I used to think that's what it was too. And I didn't remember what the actual definition was. But one time I said it and my friend was like, that's not what that means. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, but then I remember when you said that, that that's not what it means, but I didn't remember what it meant. <laughs> Just like prerogative. Prerogative, that's not what that means. Even though, like, I think that it kind of does now. Like, I feel like... No. It has always meant your, like, right to do, to, to do something. It's like, your prerogative is you have the right to do that. What? It's not necessarily, like, a choice to do it. It is, yes. like, you have a you right have to a it. Right to do it. Mm, I feel yeah. like people use that definitely very loosely. Yes, like, totally. They think it's like, oh, it's your choice. But it's like, that's nah. A, right. Oh, no, I, but I, what I'm saying is that I, I wasn't saying that's that meaning has changed. I'm saying that, like, I think that the phrase diamond in the rough has changed meaning to mean what we all right. thought it was, even though it didn't originally mean that. And that's sort of like a meme in itself. Like, obviously not the same thing, but like linguistics changing over time and sort of like building on itself. I love, I love the, Dude. I love how like language changes its meaning throughout history. And I feel like memes are very similar to that. I just love thinking about memes academically and I will never stop. Go what? I'm ready for, you know, classes on memes when like students are definitely gonna start studying. <laughs> the medic literally to say? No, because I've I've said yeah. before that I would love to have gone to a college in, in a time where I could have majored in memetics. Like, I don't think that is very far away. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's one of the most interesting and captivating pieces of sociology in the world. And I feel like it, you know, doesn't only pertain to like social media. It is images, it is language, it is like, Things have memed before the internet, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. It's, and it, language does change. Like, you know that pink used to be a boy's color and blue used to be the girl's color? Like, every, all of this just switches throughout history and it's it's fun. Isn't it? Cosine. Come on. Dana, oh thank you so much for being here. This was a delight. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you texted me, Joe. Thanks for oh, having real. me, y'all. This day night. You are a light of my life. Thank you for being here, darling. Dana, do you have any place? Oh, wait, before we go, I'd love to have everybody go out there and get tested. Uh, get tested. Backing up on that, get the vaccine. You're really, you, you gotta get it if you're uh, eligible. There are people out there who are desperately wanting it and are unable to get it. And if you are able to get it and you're not, it's sort of like- What are uh, you doing? Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, get registered to vote. This is, it, you're an adult. Come I shouldn't on. have to tell you this week by week, but there are still yeah. so many people out there who will not vote. Uh, and it's sort of like, guys, there's not like very much that's good about living here. <laughs> so, but it's so like, it's sort of like you have the opportunity to vote. I, it's, it's sort of like the vaccine thing where it's sort of like a lot of people would love to vote and you're not. And it's sort oh. of like, that's weird. Absolutely. Um, Finally, give back to your favorite causes and beliefs. Uh, Dana, where can people find you or if you want people to know about you, what are they should be looking out for? Yeah, oh, follow my art Instagram. It's um, 
da underscore na dot png insta yeah you'll see my little drawings that's where you can see me you can find me on the web find me the interwebs i love that i love instagram handles that are like um file names that i love i I Mm -hmm. I love every single one i'm glad you caught on to that absolutely a little png little png that's me (laughs) you can follow this podcast at word on the str8 S on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow me at Quivo Queen on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow my other podcast, the Bitter Jurors Podcast at Bitter Jurors Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We just finished Avatar: Last Airbender. Oh, uh, Joe was on the final all guest panel uh, episode discussing the finale. That was a gaggy episode. There were twelve people on this Zoom. Thirteen call because 13. one one square had two people on it at one point. So mm-hmm. it's right. it was a thirteen person show, and it very I would say that it's very listenable. And that like almost zero percent of it is a bunch of people talking over each other. Yeah. It happened like once or twice, and people seated the floor, and we carried on. It was it was beautiful. And we did it when it was needed. Like there was a heated discussion and, you know. When there were some things said that people needed to uh, respond to. But it felt like I was on like a reunion episode of like Real Housewives. It was very fun. I love that. (laughs) Well, we all move on to Cora afterwards. Yes, we are first. Well, this Sunday we are recording um, our audio commentary track for the movie. We're going to watch it together and then release like you can play our commentary over your viewing of the film, which I'm really excited about. Wow. Uh, And then we're going straight into The Legend of Cora. Okay, well, this means I have to officially finish Cora. I have to do it. You really do. It's I know. Oh, you haven't yet? I haven't. I know. I think I like I think I got like halfway or most of the way through season 2 or something. I'm fucked up. You know, seasons 3 and 4 are excellent pieces of television and I am excited for you to get there because there's a lot of good in that show. Mhm. Um, Regardless, Dana, thank you so much for being here. This was a- another wonderful episode of Word on the Straits. Here's to another hundred. We're at 101. Come on. Oh my gosh, 101. You 101, baby. Wow. California, here we come. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that's the perfect. Wow. Yes. Get on the 101. Come, come see on. me. We're going down the 101. We'll yes. be right there. On the coast. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much again for being here, babes. Thank this you. Bye. Bye. Bye.